Welcome back, Lorene. You're listening to Lori and Julia show on this beautiful Monday. Lori is back. So nice to come home to fall. It, it's seriously the sun. It's it was colder this weekend, I think, a little bit, but beautiful. I mean, you know, I was fully expecting to come back to winter because when we left, it was a little wintry. It was wintry. It was wintry, and um, yeah, so it was like, wow, leaves, green grass, my window box. There's work to be done out in the yard. Oh. So, yeah, it was uh, it was actually really nice to come home to such pleasant weather. And I never said where you were or oh, that you were Mexico. even out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In- um, in in uh, you know in the Yucatan Peninsula, south of Playa del Carmen, in a charming little village that I know of. It's a community called Puerto Aventuras. I've been. It's You've lovely, been, and you're going. I'm going, and it is just uh, you know, um, we. This was our third year in a row with a family trip with Casey's, either his son or daughter or both, and grandkids, and so the ages were. When Casey and I were mama bear and papa bear, if you will, and um, but seven and nine year old, so you know, um, it's so fun, you know, so fun. It, it was just it was so nice, and we just kind of we you would have loved it, Julia. We did games every night. You're in shock, really? We'll Julia's the game warden. I am. I'm the game warden. Um, what what did you play? Well, and you know, did I, you bring stuff? You know how game lazy I am. I know you are, so I'm surprised. Yes, I was very excited <laughs> to share this with you because I was like, oh, Julia's going to be super impressed. That uh, uh, so Casey's daughter, like three years ago, got his family feud, so we brought those cards. The seven and nine year old were amazingly good at it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's okay. like they winnow in on the most obvious. They don't have as much clutter in their brain. I love that. I love that. Honestly, these yeah. young kids, they were blowing us away. And then we, um, Casey has like a dart game, you know, uh, the, but with round balls and it's points and it's aiming and, you know. Does it go on the wall or on the ground? It sits on the wall. Okay. And it's a Velcro. And yes. You put it inside at yes. night. And then whoever, you know, loses and you play three rounds, you have to go do a song and a cheer to the winning team. Does anyone do a bottle of pop, a big banana? Uh, no, but that, I, Nikki will. Re- yes, Nikki will one. do that. She's okay, that yes. Cheer. Um, so we did, and then every night we marched on the beach. So it's a different trip, you know, when you've got... Littles. I can just see Casey, oh. the lead, the lead duck, and all the little ducklings oh, yeah. waving. No, no, let me paint the picture. <laughs> we had headlamps. Of course you did. Okay, and it's dark out. It's the Yucatan Peninsula. Oh, is that's a round. good idea? What to bring on a trip? A headlamp. A headlamp or a little palm flashlight. Yeah, but the headlamp is really nice if you want to take a beach walk or just walk even around in the little community because it's a cobblestone and there's street lights and stuff. But I like to see where I'm going. You know I, Lori, I, mean? I never thought of that yeah. because and it's cobblestoney, so you really do want to be sure. So you bring on those headlamps. Do you, so does everyone? Everyone, ha- ev- everyone well, has. A we set. all have a headlamp, or a couple. Pe- a couple of the kids had a little, <laughs> and then we sing the song. Do you guys know the ants go marching, marching one by one? one hurrah, hurrah! hurrah. Yeah. The ants go marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah! The ants go marching one by one. The little one stops to suck his thumb and they all go marching down. Do you know verses after that? So, yes, but everyone mixes them up. So we just end up doing our own rhymes. Sure. And we take turns. And so there were six of us. One night, two nights, 
No, let me make that three nights. We interrupted a eight o'clock uh, yoga. Oh, as you come running down. Well, we're marching. Oh, Julia. that's right, marching. We're marching. And can you imagine doing yoga and seeing these six bodies with headlamps coming? And the kids, I don't know if it's the dark or the fact that kids really do get a kick out of March singing. They sing quite loudly and exuberantly. So that oh, makes it cute. even more fun as a grown up because then you're like, yeah, you're right. It is fun to walk through the wet sand, marching, you know, and looking down because I don't want to step on anything. No, I was just going to say, yep. <laughs> yeah. I just love that headlamp idea at night. I never thought of that. Yes, that I, oh. Casey and I have done that from the after the first year we went to PA. I'm like, we got to always have a flashlight in this little town. Because it's, it's dark. It's dark. I would like a headlamp on my head when I'm driving sometimes. sometimes the double headlamp. Yes, They're double. called fog lights, I right. think. But I feel like I need them. So the kids were fun. So they were fun. And um, the funniest conversation, I asked uh, the seven-year-old, Charlie, I said, what do you think of lady exercise? And he said, who's that? And I said, me. <laughs> I said, the, the lady who doesn't do much. And he goes, you are really Good at it. <laughs> did you talk as oh, yeah. lady exercise? Oh well, yeah, well I did. And I it's, talk- and just for people who don't know, this is kind of your alternate personality around exercise. And yes. she comes out when you're traveling because you can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. Right. And I'm doing, and I was looking. I mean, you know, for my exercise guy that's usually there in November, the young hot guy. I've, I've offended you, people by videotaping you, him remember you, you, He's been banned. Uh, he worked it, out it, with rubber bands on a palm tree. It was from behind. Hey, Lori, I mean, that I was bad. Yeah, I know. But I didn't have his face, just the side of it. Beautiful. Anyway, I don't know why people can be bothered. We need to share the beauty sometimes. Right. Anyway, but I taught... Uh, so anyway, he had a very, he said, yeah, he said, and you're not even as tan as me, and you just lay out here all day Though <laughs> <laughs> He, those but kids Casey have, plays with the yeah, kids. Nonstop. And, and their dad was there, yeah. and they played, and Casey bought like a pool game. He packed in his suit. His suitcase was mainly. Fun and games. Flippers, mm-hmm. snorkel masks, mm-hmm. uh, these big rings that collapse in. But then in a pool, you have these little weighted darts. Oh, and then sure. the kids dive down. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, they're diving. They're like dolphins. I love this. Yeah, and one of the kids rode a dolphin and swam with the dolphins. And Has this one not done it before? No, no, this is the girl who did okay. it. Shout yeah. out to you, Cece. She's oh. a dolphin princess. But That anyway. is, you know what? Because we did that, because we went to Port of Orange or somewhere around that area, and we did that with the kids. That is, that is so, have you done it, done it, though? I, you know, I, you know what, Julia, I've looked at it, and that's all I've done with it. It's like pickleball in that way for me, where I just thought about it, but never did it. And, and then you did it, and it was okay, and but it was you not okay, But yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. I'm never going to go with the dolphins. You know, but, but that I enjoy, is fun. I enjoy looking at other people's. Obviously, and I'm happy to report, I mean, I don't know, I'm no animal orthologist or, you know, whatever you Good call word. It, or whatever you call an animal person, but all these dolphins, all of their fins are upright. 
No one has said over dolphin things. They seem to be. They, they would find the healthy ones because it's easier to ride a dolphin if their fin is. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, didn't we learn that from the whale movie? Yeah. I'm like, are you stating the obvious no, here? No, it used to be that in captivity when yeah. things oh, lived in smaller spaces and they, they get it's sad. a marina. Yeah, that their fins fold over because they're so sad. And you think, yeah. well, God, they must be sad in here. But. They really, I mean, a couple times we were walking by and the dolphins started throwing the basketball up to the boy oh, and wanted to play basketball with them. I'm yeah. telling that is a fun experience. It's expensive, kind of, but well, this is, I you're love just this. walking around. I love that. Doing this. They're so happy. This is for free. They're happy dolphins. They seem to be. <laughs> I mean, don't anybody from PETA contact me. I can't, I don't want to know right now what it is because it's just a happy vacation memory. It's, it's, for the, you know, it everybody. Is. I thought, though, when we did it, I thought it was so fun. Me, I had such a fun time oh, doing yeah. it. Besides my kids, I really, they take you out of the way. It was really fun. Yeah, and we saw, you know, like this big guy, we put all our money in the world that he would not get up. Those <laughs> did not have enough drag <laughs> to get that guy up. And he fell on his face right away. He had his mouth open, but they gave him another chance. And he stood and the dolphins pushed him from the bottom of his feet. It looked yeah. like he was I've done that. gliding across oh. the water. Yeah. I you, did that when I was 18 in Cozumel. I did the whole, well, they, they, they come up from underneath. And if it, you keep your legs firm, they bring you right yeah, out. And but you, you have to trust it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to trust the cold, the nostril, this moving <laughs> beast <laughs> in the water. You know, you have to, it's a lot of trust. I just look at myself and I go, I'm good watching other people's joy. I think you do, would do it, Lori, like water skiing if you had two dolphins. You do get two dolphins. <laughs> you do get two. You get a dolphin and a foot. Oh, God. And a fin. If you do the oh, hand, you God. get a fin and a fin. No, it's you get two dolphins. My kids will remember. I yeah. still have the pictures. Well, you can oh, yeah, do you this. Too. I've done it. See, yeah. you don't did you did you it get the kids did the picture like the three like the I one? got the three pictures oh, yeah, and I know I did it and I know my ex did it I know we did we it did and it. we did whatever you're supposed to do yeah, yeah you but I just remember it. being exhilarated it was yes. awesome yeah. yeah and everyone's clapping oh, yeah. your teammates <laughs> what is the dolphin's noise well they kind of <laughs> chickle they they or no flipper they chitter <laughs> they chitter what? it's a ch- chitter sound it, Goes up and down. It's like a dolphin chitter. Dolphin chitterette. All right, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. Hey, will you? That's oh, it. There it is. See, it's a chitter. <laughs> Thank you. Flipper. Yeah. We don't Flipper. hear that. No. Um, when we come back, Lori, let's do your books next because oh. everyone wants to know what you read and oh, how it was. I don't know if they do, but I mean, All right, I one person called me. Okay, one person <laughs> called you. No, you're a good book reviewer. All right, when we come back, we're going to hear the the millions of books you read on your trip. This Lori and on my talk. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law dishing about divorce. Ann, do you need a reason to file for a divorce? In the state of Minnesota, you don't need a reason. Minnesota is referred to as a no-fault divorce state. So again, real simple, you don't need a reason. There's language we have in our state statute that says an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship. We simply put that in your initial paperwork. So back in the day, people had to have a reason and the judge would decide whether or not they would grant the divorce. So whether it was abandonment or adultery or something like that, 
those things don't matter anymore. But what about cheating? You know, the reality is the courts don't care. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing under our laws. And in fact, sometimes people think they're going to get something out of it because the other side cheated, and that's just not the case. Not having to deal with this in an already very difficult divorce process actually makes the whole thing much easier and a little more streamlined. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. All right. Hello. Headlamps are us. Pack it for your next trip. I'm just telling Lori, like, I've never thought of that. On a trip? Yeah, ever since I went to Africa, I never go anywhere unless, I mean, I wouldn't bring a headlamp to Paris, for example. But if I go to, like, Ely or I go camping or if I went to your cabin, I would have my headlamp in my car just in case you would make me go and do some kind of a bear night call or something. (laughs) As one does. Yeah, but I also have one, uh, what do you call it, a bell, a cowbell cowbell. in my car. So you've got both. You're ready to go. I've got two bear things in my car, you know, at all times. We had a lot of bear stories last week. Brittany found the drunken bear who ate Taco Bell, the bear who opened the door in the refrigerator, the bear... It was the, a biz, busy bear week. Yeah, well, the bears are real active right now before they go into their final deep Heart. sleep. They're about out and about. Yeah. Okay, so give us okay, the book so, rundown. Okay, the book Sorry. rundown. Right. Well, should I start with the number one thing that I read? And I read it in the middle of a bunch of other and books. And it's a ton but, of pages. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. I, I won't start with number one. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Lead it. Give us the build up. Okay. Let's start with number five okay. or seven. A book that I got the biggest kick out of, enjoyed it so much. Grant, I think you would like this book. Oh. It's the author who's on tomorrow, The Great Gimmelmans. Okay. And it is this unbelievable story. I know people might not know who Carl Hyacin is, but I mean, he's. It is such an outlandish, but rings true. And it's about this family who in the stock market crash of 1987, which, Julia, I didn't even know there was one. Lori, and that was the year I got married for the first Lori, time. I didn't either because I was, I know. I started, I was like, wow, book. but I didn't have any money to crash. Right, I didn't remember that one. Yeah, I didn't remember that <laughs> I didn't one remember 39 either. But I love, <laughs> yeah, but I love so much of the book because of all the 80s references. 80s, 80s, yes. And it's also a coming of age story. Anyway, I'm very excited to meet him. I realize what a big deal author he is. He's a big you, deal. You bought, you know. Uh, did a good I learned I I had forgotten and many of these Yiddish words but I got a new vocabulary and a lot of really good ones so it that was just enjoyable enjoy and I think men and women would like the great Gimmelman and his name is Lee did anyone did we ever find it never but I know it's Lee, Ma- Lee Matthew yeah, yeah Lee Gold- Matthew Goldberg. he is a, Lee Matthew Goldberg he is a big deal yeah, yeah. and the cover Lori and I want to change already and we might have but, to tell him but I don't but think he we, cares those were advanced preview copies so oh. that's not the final cover oh okay well we never got those okay <laughs> so. well they forgot but I read the book and I it was absolutely delightful <laughs> And they go across the country, and they kind of turn into bank robbers. Right. Okay. Yeah, because of the crash of 87 that I didn't know about. I was like, wow. Um, And then I read, okay, this book is wild. So you and I had this woman on several years ago. She wrote a memoir. Her name is Adrienne Broger, and she wrote this book called 
wild game my mother and me and her secret affair. Totally remember it. And how her mom, it's a memoir about how she was complicit in this affair that her mother had. And it was just kind of a, I remember you and I being blown away at that story for several reasons. And didn't know how to feel about it for eight more reasons. Right. And and it was her memoir. And it was her memoir, but it read like fiction. It did. And it had a very pretty cover on it that cover looked cells. like fiction. <laughs> cover cells. It looked like a girl on the Italian I, Riviera. And I'm sure when I was thinking about it, because we get these things from publishers and they send you a cover book, oh, that looks good. Good. I book and it, were, damn Yes. Us. All right. So anyway, and apparently, you know, right when COVID happened, her book, Wild Game, Me, My Mother, and Her Affair, whatever the hell it was called. My Mother, Her Lover, and Me. That was it. Oh. That's it. Wild Game. My Anyway, uh, the woman who directed The Edge of Seventeen oh. uh, optioned it oh. to be a miniseries. And The Edge of Seventeen was the... Kath, uh, the um, no, it was the gal from. Are, are we going all the way? I'm thinking of postcards from the edge. The edge is 17. Who the heck was in that movie? Oh, we know, but we can't right. think of it as usual. All right, Grant well, could be. We've got a younger it. brain Googling right. for us. Um, I but want, did, what's the name of the new book? Well, so but uh, so wild game anyway, that is going to be a series like a Daisy Jones and the Oh, Six. are you kidding me? No. Well, I mean, it was right, whatever option. comes out. Okay. Yeah. The edge of 17 filmmaker, uh, did it. And, um, so anyway, Ooh. so that's news. Okay. But okay. Now but, tell me about it. So <laughs> it's your first novel. And I think that this book came out this spring. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's, it's her, it was a weird but compelling story. Cape Cod, rich people, a wackadoodle scientist. I mean, he's not a wackadoo, but he nobody wants to hear about the whale song anymore. He's been lecturing <laughs> and showing the people and lovers and wives, and he lost his wife tragically when the the daughter was born. Okay, so it's a story about. Uh, you know, siblings, it's a mo you know, relationships, it's complicated. It's it's I would say it's a, a, a feminist novel in that it challenges a lot of stereotypes, you know, of the people what the hell is the name of this book? It's called Little Monsters. And oh, that this is, is that. Yeah, All the right. same way. And the, this is what the whale scientist dad calls <laughs> his two orphan children, little <laughs> okay. monsters. As opposed to Lady Gaga. And it's set in the summer of 2016 with lots of real-time references. So if you need to feel anxious all over again <laughs> about 2016, pick up this book okay. immediately. So out of four stars, you're giving it one I give it, one I, give it I give it three stars. Really? because Only because I always like um, when they go head on on fragility in families because yeah. i think so much of what happens sometimes when you're a kid it doesn't you don't deal with it and yeah. it comes back in other ways so you know this book kind of makes you think of that all right so, well more to come look at this time no Gloria. i am i'm but seriously i um of course I'm only like a third and that's being aggressive into the, the barbara no the grimwalds the great 
Oh, Gamal. The, the great Gimmelmans. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And that's tomorrow. Okay. So when we talk to him, Lori will lead. Yes, I will. And you will notice by my being quiet <laughs> and, and saying, oh, we loved your book. I never got to my number no, one. No, we're good. When you come back, because that's okay. such a big one. Yeah. All, All right. right, Grant. And before we get to traffic yes. and weather, The Edge of 17, 2016, Haley Steinfeld yes, was in it. Woody, Woody Harrelson was in oh, it. Kira Sedgwick was yes. in it. Everybody. Blake Jenner, Haley yeah. Lou Richardson. I don't think I watched it. I, I guess you not. can watch it on Hulu right now if you want All to. Right. So. Thank All you, Grant, right. for yes. looking into that. All right, do it we... won't scare you as much now that you're past the <laughs> edge of seventeen with kids. <laughs> That's true. All right, so yeah. the number. Well, I'll tell you a book that uh, you know I read called "The Girls of Summer" by Katie Bishop. Okay, and I'm just gonna say. That that book, well, I would say that has a, because it looks like it's going to be a sun-drenched beach read. Okay. Okay, oh. that by the cover. Oh, the cover lies okay. in this case. And part of it, it does happen on a beautiful sun-trapped, unnamed Greek island. But it is also a book that it would be triggering if you were a young woman at the edge of... 1617, and you found yourself in the arms of a man who was in his late 20s, early 30s, and you thought you were a grown-ass woman, you know, falling in love and making decisions. When you're young and you'd have no idea. And he's that much older than you, and you can't see from how far, because of the distance, that, wait, this doesn't make sense. There's a big power imbalance and he was always having her be quiet so it's a cautionary tale and if that is something you know you're interested or but if that could be triggering for you or you want to talk to you know like have the conversation this is a book discussion book about the imbalance of sexual power and and, and age and how important it is to be age but it, I thought it was. I was. Did in you love it? Um, you know, the I, cover looks so good, Laurie. Yeah. See, oh my gosh. You know, I, I I did I did like it, and I I basically just remembered like that's one good thing about having young parents. I was never attracted to anyone <laughs> my parents' mm-hmm. age. So when I was seventeen, oh my, my dad was like the age that there were a lot of guys who would try and hit up on you. But I'm like, they were my dad's age, so I just always stuck to the ones who were young and good looking like me. I love it that you always had <laughs> this is this will never be the same and in like me. Uh-huh. But I had my parents were, you know, I don't know, regular age, I guess, of parents. They you know, they had me in their early twenties. I had no Ever, ever, ever interest in an older man. But imagine though, imagine though, like maybe you're in choir or you're in some kind of acting or or athletic thing and you get a crush on somebody. And it's a power situation. Yeah, and and it just so happens they're on a party island and she meets this cool guy who says he's got some jobs, quote unquote, for her and her friends. Mm. So it's also, you know, could be about how easy it is to get... Uh, trafficked and not know it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. another so, reason. What's, that, what's the name of this? It's called the Girls of Summer, Summer by Katie Bishop. Katie, I've got a list for you, Grant. Thank you. And then the book that I mean, I read in one day, couldn't put down the Spy Coast. We have this Tess Gerritsen yes. on it. Some point, re- retired CIA operative in a small town in May. Another one in Paris, and the hit. I mean, this is a galloping espionage spy thriller. Can't 
put down. And that it was mystery, action, and bloodshed. And that is coming on. And the, sex. Yes. And I think it's written by a woman. It is. Um, I don't know. Yes. And she it, it just. Tess Gerritsen. Gerritsen. Yeah. Gerritsen. She just, she'll be on November 30th. Lee Child, the guy who writes all the yeah. Reacher, he blurbs her books. Oh. She's. Oh. That, that was fantastic. Well, yes. And she was supposed to be on like tomorrow or the day after we, yeah. we were doubling up okay anyway. but that you love that but aren't you going to tell me about the one the oh, one the, the number one, one the number okay because people have come by mm-hmm. um the double wide and always take a look at the books and people have wanted to take this and i just say no yeah it's not coming out till february mm-hmm. it's by one of our favorite authors okay well okay so the book that i just i already i feel like this is going to be the best book of 2024 and it doesn't come out till february but you got us advanced copy. It's by Kristen Hanna, who wrote The Nightingale and so many other great books. But she makes a return to what we all, if you are an existing Kristen Hanna fan, and you felt dusty and sad after reading The Four, Four Winds, Wins, her last book. Oh, that was such a hard book. And The Great Alone is another I book. That love, I love that well, book. I mean, that should be a movie. Yeah. Oh. I believe it options and gets oh. unoptioned. And, but The Women, uh, which is... Uh, it is, it's shocking. I'm mad at myself that I never even thought of this myself, that other than China Beach, we have had no stories. We know nothing about the women who served in Vietnam. And the reason why there's no Vietnam or Vietnam, however you want to mm-hmm. say it, I always used to, my dad always called it Nam because okay. we were stationed yes. over there. Yes. But um, there were no women in Vietnam was the official stance of the Army, the Air Force, the Navy. So which is not true. So these are American women serving in Vietnam. Yeah. So it's a fictionalized novel. But she talked to like all kinds of people. And, you know, I remember this. um, We lived in Japan and every weekend there were demonstrations for the Yankees to go home, which was us. Mm-hmm. My sister and I sat in a tree and watched them. They were very organized <laughs> with their bullhorns and, you know, their scar and very nice. No one ever and never got anything. But then also the kids at the high school wanting to organize a march on the Air Force Base against the Vietnam War. You can imagine how well oh, that that's not going to go over. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, at the end of the war, which is like 73, 74, you know, if you're in junior high, you remember we were it. impacted. My mom and my Aunt Marlene would march, march on Summit and, Avenue. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so Kristen takes the story of this young woman who comes from a naval uh, family or a family of military service. I can't remember what. And she's a nurse and she, her brother enlists and her father is very proud. And then she enlists to be in the Army Corps Uh, to be a nurse and to be in Vietnam. And her father is absolutely appalled. Women don't serve in the war, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But she goes and her life changes forever because, you know, there's a lot of Vietnam movies, but sometimes, you know, it's those hospitals, the military hospitals that were set up, in the DMZ, you know, that are in the hot, they're in, in the danger bought, zone. They're in the danger yeah. zone. The helicopter pilots that are flying, people. It was a churn of men mm-hmm. going into that war with lies, lies, lies about it. But when she goes in, it's everyone believes it's for the right reason. Right. So it's she, you know, she paints the whole 
story of what's going on in the country, what's happening, then she gets there. It's just packs a powerful punch, and the story will stay with you. And I do you remember that show China Beach? Of with course I do. Oh yeah, Kim Delaney. I yeah, yeah, whatever. What's her name? No, it was the gal Dana Delaney. Dana Delaney. Donnie, Donnie Love was in love with her. But that there's not a lot written about the right. women who were in Vietnam, and it wasn't until the women's Vietnam Memorial was dedicated that the women who served in Vietnam, Vietnam, were even publicly acknowledged. And that was some point, you know, in the early 90s. And there were 10,000 women stationed in Vietnam during the war years. 10,000. And they were mostly nurses, but they were also military intelligence, air traffic control, um, doctors. They also, you know, USO special, the do, the uh, donut dollies, which I wanted to know more about. I actually love the name. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and and then you know, by the time the book, and I mean, the, I don't want to give anything, yep, but no. it's a very rich story, mm-hmm. and she did what she does, which is she does her research, yeah. and then she weaves together the most incredible story with great characters, and you think we have forgotten. The women. I I don't even know about him, Lori, because I think this is what we kind of learned with the Alice Network and with, you know, all the books about World War II is we did not know what a powerful, besides in the United States, Mm -hmm. how women were so involved in the wars. And this story hasn't been told. No, I don't nothing. I love this. And that was, from her research, which you find out when you get to the end of the book, that was the official stance. If you were stationed for in 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 country in Vietnam for two years, I mean, I think uh, you came home just like any other soldier with PSTD because of the conditions that you live in and the horrific things that you saw right. all the time, and you're in a high adrenaline position. Yes, and so uh, there, there you go. The these women would go to the VA. There were no women in Vietnam. That was the official stance. So, so she tells this story in it. Wow. I can't wait. It's it's. Really, I can't wait. And it also addresses, it also addresses, you know, the shameful way that the American public treated Vietnam soldiers when they came back. Mm-hmm. You oh know, yeah! Oh, you know all yes, the yes, yes, yes. Born on the fourth of July. And Ron yeah, yeah. Kovac is referencing this really? because, of course, there is he famously leads Vietnam vets against uh, Nam. You know that organization. Ron Kovacs is the head of it, so he's and that's the character in, that Tom Cruise played in Born on the Fourth of July, correct? That he should have had an Oscar. He should have won. He, he was robbed. He was robbed that year. We'll robbed. give him that. Lori, this, <laughs> I kind of have goosebumps over this because this, like you're saying, I feel like we've we've had so many stories about World, World War II, II mm-hmm. and nothing about women yet in Vietnam. I and mean, everything, everything societally that mm-hmm. was going on with women mm-hmm. 
Is it? Is I can't wait. Book, I can't wait. It was just fantastic. Okay, so that was the woman. The woman, Kristen the, Hanna. The women. The women, and that, if you want to get on a list, if you were like on the library list or something with Libby, yeah. um, it comes out in February. February so 6th. Mark your calendars. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And if you didn't get those, Grant is going to put the list up on the Lori and Julia show page, and you can always podcast us later and, and grab it from that. We'll be right back. Hey gang, it's Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Skin Clinic, affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery with locations in Maple Grove and Golden Valley. And, um, you know, hydrofacials are like this wonderful way to keep up your skin and keep it fresh while having, putting good, um, it's a working facial. We always call it our working facial. It's our working facial because they're with the dermabrasion. Think of it as just a light vacuuming of your skin getting in around your nose. Dead skin cells Dead skin and vacuuming up old makeup. And just, you cannot believe really how dirty your skin gets. And then after it's clean, then massage, ultrasounding, if you will, collagen. And And, take a before and after picture. You are literally glowing. You're glowing. When you're done. And it's wonderful. Schedule yours today. Mention Lori and Julia at mplsskin.com. mplsskin.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. Lori is back from her travels to Mexico. Mexico. And what you just told me, just say it. What's the first thing that you came home to watch? The only thing, okay, I never watch TV, you guys. I never, no one even turns it on. Not in, not on vacation, yeah. Well, so someone turns it on if it's Sunday in football. Sure. I, they, they will try, they okay. will make an attempt. But otherwise, <laughs> no one turns it on. But I just thought, I was ha- tempted, but then I just thought, no, I'll just watch it on Twitter. But the Golden Batch, the Women Tells All, and oh, Cliffhanger. And I, I said to Casey, who were at the airport, I said, you know what? Don't talk I don't to feel me. bad about going home. And he goes, why? I said, because the first thing I'm going to do when you go to bed is watch the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so excited so I, I could it. talk about it with my mom. You know, just like watch it and just like just go the best damn hour of television. And we're getting robbed, only getting a measly hour a week. And the, uh, the women, t- it was so good when Sandra farted. Oh, I, I thought I would I, die. I thought, <laughs> no, there I, we go. Someone is no. finally normalizing a real fart. Oh, thank you. Lori, mm-hmm. that was so funny. Well, we, we actually she won had a, the spot for Golden Bachelorette for me, Sandra. I just love Sandra. Even and though Susan, Susan was hysterical to go on too. a trip with. It was at the meatballs or the guacamole. We did. That was so, so funny. If you guys have watch it you can go to our twitter page our facebook page our my talk page or go to youtube um my talks page my mom is back to being a regular listener and now that she knows how to do this golden bachelor uh-huh. she goes i wish you'd been on last week the girls really had a lot of fun we did Talking have fun we yeah, did I it said, was well, such a fun week to talk about it was such an epic great another great episode i know okay so now um will we We'll talk more about yeah. this. And again, Fridays at 3.15, yeah. and we're streaming out, and we put it out on YouTube, but watch the last one. That was just a fun show. And really the one was. thing... Um, and Jesse Palmer. I, he, for the first surprise. time... I yeah. said the same thing. For the I first agree. time, he was, was, was real. Was a human. He was yes. Good. 
Yes. The first, I said the same thing. Yeah, I was touched by his being touched. Same. And then I got dry eye and I started crying. I'm like, this is the worst thing for my dry eye. <laughs> dry eye, which is really wet eye for you people who don't know. Because you're in the sun so much? I, the heat you know and the what? sun. I don't know. It was so humid and moist. You'd think that I would have had... Wouldn't be, but well, you're I, glowing. I don't, I don't know. It makes no sense. I think it makes no sense. It's just a condition that I have. You know, yep, it's just, it, this is the funny. So today, yeah. you have dry eye mm-hmm. with your ice water, and it's always when you come back from vacation or on vacation. It does seem like it, it. seems like it's always. But I didn't come wind. back in Paris. Well, well, it wasn't windy. Well, it's the it wind, yeah, maybe. it's the sun with yeah. your bright blue eyes, it's everything. And then I have today um, backwards eyes, and this is hard to do, Yeah. but I have an, I wear monovision, so I have a strong one for my dominant eye to read, and I've got a, a different level to see far away. So today I flipped those. So How's my weak eye is trying to read today, <laughs> and my strong eye it is trying to see. It makes my dry eye water. To think about it. Apart, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, why is my so off? I'm so. I off. feel like this is a regular occurrence for you. When though. you wear mono vision glasses, well, see, here's my problem. I try, like Grant, I try to spread out yeah, the yeah. joy and not throw them out every day because they're expensive. So oh. expensive. So oh. I. So can you wear them more than once? You, technically, a day and a half. Yeah. Two days. Two days. Yeah. But I, it's always a challenge mm-hmm. to it's, get them back in after you take them out. Something's always off a little bit that I think. Because they're so thin. Mm-hmm. I feel like, do they know I'm doing this? And do they have it just cherry-rigged that you can only wear them for within a 36-hour range? And they explode? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's, the eye thing is real. Yeah. Well, it, maybe you won't read as much when you're in, when you're in here. Well, I, <laughs> you're such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anybody get that at home? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, so I have to ask you about this because I just thought, what is going on? So finally, the actors thing ends last oh, week. I'm so glad. I know. Casey told me that news. I okay. said, tell me if somebody dies. Yes. Or if the, the Okay, that ends. ended. Yeah. Um, other things that happened last week, you missed a delightful conversation, and I missed it last time he was here, Team Michael Rambo, oh, who is one of our so favorite much. people in the world, and he is actually in a Hallmark movie. He is? Yes. yes. This he, is what he couldn't tell he us couldn't about. He couldn't tell us. Because the SAG strike was going on. So he is in the movie called... um, The one up in Duluth? Yes! Yes, he's in that. And it's called... What the heck is the name of it? Oh. Something Christmas. I wrote it down on... Something Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's with... um, Oh, it's somewhere right in front of me. But is it out on Hallmark? I can't see! Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't come out till okay. December seventh. So he came on rescuing Christmas, rescuing Christmas, yes. rescuing. It's, it's a queefy Christmas. <laughs> it's a rescuing Christmas. That is a porn movie under lesbian threesome. <laughs> That's true. That title, oh, yeah. right there. <laughs> I said that all out loud. You yeah. did. too. I said all that all out. But he is the first um, African American to play Santa. In a movie yes. with role, with words and a part ever. Yes. Oh, you're kidding. no. This long a day. Yes. Wow. He's so proud. Oh. He's so lovely. That man is lovely. But so that's coming out. And then, um, Seventy Hansen from the Weekly Dish and Ellie, who works here a lot yeah. producing, 
their cousin slash niece, Grace, Grace Lear, yeah. was on the red carpet at the Country Music Awards oh, last fun. week. And she is in a movie, I believe a starring role that Luke Bryan is producing. And wow. she has a song, and we played it last week, The Star on Top of the Tree or something. Yeah. So those are our two little Hallmark oh. kind of love movies that yeah. are happening. But, to, you know, so I thought that was kind of fun. Other things that you missed last week... Um, McDreamy. Oh, what is it? 2008? <laughs> was named the sexiest I, man how alive. How did he not get it back then, Julia? He was Were on, you obsessed I, with him? I was obsessed. How did he Patrick not Dempsey. get sexiest man alive at the height? At the height of it all. They give it to him now because I he's wish, in a movie? I wish you would See, this is the thing now that people's got me bugging because he's in Ferrari or yes, whatever. Yes, I mean, I feel like it's become a publicist. Like somebody's getting paid. I always thought it was the Lori. No, you think it's, Julia? No, they they are supposed. I to, thought it was recently no, kind of more rigged. People got it wrong. Pedro Pascal was the sexiest. Man I kind alive of okay. So what happened, Lori? Is Jimmy Kimmel right. last week yeah. had him in a photo box? Okay, with like a elephant or aardvark Patrick, hat on. Patrick Dempsey in a tuxedo, and then he's in the box with this hat on that would. Make his voice sound like, yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so 30 questions. I mean, the dumbest questions from the audience to try to guess who the sexiest man alive is for mm-hmm. the announcement. And people are like, well, were you married? And then the next person, are you single? And the next person, are you in a couple? I mean, it felt like they asked, no one was listening to the question before to build mm-hmm. on it. And then finally someone figured out and said, are you McDreamy? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on the cover like two times in the little square for a great mention, like yeah, a no, bridesmaid. I know. It's crazy. I'm sure <sighs> we bitched back in the day uh, that he wasn't named sexiest man alive during that. In fact, we had so we had like five pictures of McDreamy on the man wall. Our clock was, was surrounded, surrounded by, by him mm-hmm, and, and um, David Clooney. Beckham. And, and, and George Clooney yeah. and Brad Pitt. No, it was surrounded by and yeah. Denzel. Yes, was right there too. Oh, geez. and you made him Maluma before he was Maluma. Yeah, you put up. I know. Anyway, he looked beautiful. I wish you could see how gorgeous he looked that night on Jimmy Kimmel. It yeah, was. I know. I know. It, it was should like have been Pedro Pascal. People fell on their knees on that one, Grant. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. And you guys weren't here to discuss it. Nope. Brittany said the same thing you're saying. Oh, no, she did? Just okay, so good. you know, oh, good, good. you were all on the same page. I was like, oh, McDamey. Finally, he gets his crown and sash.